are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 17. Hi, I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative health dietitian. And I'm Jessica Pearson, body image and weight loss coach. I wanted to address bounce back culture today because it's something I have noticed more of since having a baby. And even if you haven't had a baby, this topic is still important because bounce back culture promotes a sense of urgency to go back to where we were before. And I hear this from people who aren't parents as well. There's this desire or I don't know, it's almost like a fantasy to go back to having a body that you remember as being your best body. And I know I've experienced this trap. What about you, Beth? Yeah, of course. Most often though, it's from people that are in their late 20s or early 30s that were athletes in high school or and or in college, and they no longer play sports. And so their bodies have changed. They have desk jobs now. They have more stress. They drive a lot more and they are wanting to get back to some semblance of what their athlete bodies used to look like. But also as a mom and being in this profession, I do still hear a fair amount of calls from people wanting to get back to where they were pre-baby and stat. Usually the six-week mark seems to be the panic point for people. That's typically when we... Well, that's because that's what doctors and society have said, oh, by six weeks, you should be totally healed and just like Um, like nothing ever happened, which is such a bold-faced lag. (laughs) Yeah, your insides are still totally repairing from carrying and birth the child, no matter if it was C-section or natural. Birth. Yeah. And, you, and there's not a lot of sleep for most moms. I think some people get lucky, but I was not one of those moms. So yes, there usually is a sense of urgency to get back, which we did talk about in an earlier podcast about mm-hmm. what's the rush. And it is normal, I think, to look at your history for evidence of what you can achieve because if you did it before, then surely you can do it again. And I think sometimes this can be beneficial, but also in a way it can limit your ability to move forward. We assume we can only go back to the best we thought we've done so far, but what if it could be different or better when you're only dreaming of the past and you aren't able to envision where you could be, but most importantly, I think you're missing out on where you are in this very moment. Yeah, it is just seems to be that past focus. So, but if you look back at some of those thoughts that you had back then about your body, you probably also picked apart your body or aspects of it that you weren't happy with it. And so we keep thinking, well, gosh, those were the glory days of my, <laughs> my, my, my looks and my body and my fitness. But it's like, were you really happy? Because yeah. I know a lot of people, they're like, well, I wish I had appreciated what I had then. Oh, That's sure. the dominant statement. And so we are thinking about the past, but re-remembering it in a new way because you didn't even like your body then. So that should give you pause as to what the real underlying issue is about looking to the past. And then I also, when I think about this, I think it plays very much into that 
youth obsessed culture that we have, like looking young, feeling young, acting young, that we just, we can't age. And I'm not saying that we need to go from free-spirited teens and 20s to being a serious, no fun, middle-aged adult (laughs) either. And just like letting our body just kind of just, I don't not go, but just, oh, whatever. Um, It's just, I just mean that let's enjoy the various times and stages that we are in and let's appreciate and challenge ourselves. That's why I called it a trap because you said it so well, the word of re-remembering, right? The way we remember it is so different than how we probably actually experienced it. And that's why it's a trap (laughs) because it's not even real. Exactly. So, and we're going to dive deeper into this with a little exercise for y'all later, because I think it's so important to look at the whole picture of where you were and not just remembering how you looked. Mm -hmm. So bounce back culture is really the epitome of past focused thinking. And it takes a vulnerable population like new moms and sends them a message that their priority should be getting their pre-baby body back. I do remember very vividly in the very recent, the very early days after having my baby, trying to find anything on the internet to help me with my aching, sleepless body. And everything that came up was automatically about weight. I couldn't find anything that wasn't about weight. And I was so sad about that. I needed so much other support and I really struggled finding that. And I think both my doctor and our son's pediatrician even made comments on my body about how it appeared and how they thought I must have been doing well because I looked great and I had dropped the weight, at least on the scale. I would say, and I've said this before, I was like, the scale gave me a number that looked good, but I don't, I didn't interpret it that way because I know that my muscle mass was lacking and all this other stuff. So it wasn't even a number that I thought was great, but the doctors were like, oh yeah, this must be, (laughs) this must mean that you're doing well. And if I didn't like those doctors for other reasons, I probably would find new doctors. But I don't know. That's just the current bar for how well you're doing postpartum, which I just think is so messed up. I don't know. I was like literally crying in both of their offices at my first appointments. And I was just so disappointed in all of it. But I also didn't really have the capacity in the moment to do a whole lot about saying anything to them. But I mean, I really mm-hmm. had like concerns. I was like, am I suffering from postpartum anxiety? And my back my doctor would just be like, no, I'm fine, but I didn't feel fine. And so thankfully I had a therapist that I know, love and trust and I was able to reach out to, but it just made me think of all the women out there and the people out there, parents of, you know, all genders who might be suffering in this delicate time in their lives. And they're not getting the support they need because we've gotten the message that we're prioritizing our fitness and our weight immediately postpartum. And that's all they know how to focus on. So I don't know. My wish is just that we can all do better on all sides of this whole story. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad and disheartening to just hear all of it on all the levels that the focus was on your body, not on the words that you were telling them. And you're just, you know, just in tears and they're just like, oh, I'm sure you're fine. Just some hormones. I'm sure if that I'm sure that's not I don't know if that's what they said. I'm sure it would Basically, be easily yeah. just play it off. Oh, it's they just were like, if you're not tired. well in, yeah, if you're not well in another six weeks, let us know and we'll write you. And that's prescription. really dangerous. Like we so, know that is so dangerous on just saying that, oh, if you are not still experiencing anxiety or depression in six 
six weeks. It'll be fine. Like you don't have it now. Like what the <laughs> hey? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. And mostly because I know there has been such a push to recognize and support women in PPD and PPA. And yet here, because you looked like you were doing okay, it must not be that. Yeah. But yet you just, your words were that. And yes, just, the words yeah. and you fill out a, a survey every time you go to like oh. the pediatrician or the doctor. Oh, that's they, just, they didn't do that when I had. Yeah. They're like, first. here's a 10 question survey and it's multiple mm-hmm. choice. And that's how they determine your mental health. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's no, that is pretty similar to how they do it now for depression and things. I mean, not exactly, but yeah, but it was close. literally a score. She was like, you're a, I can't even remember what the number was, but it was somewhere in the middle. And she was like, it's, if it were like three points higher, we might medicate, but we don't medicate at this number. So just let me know. So because you don't fit into the insurance, right? Like thing, we're not going to treat you as a human <laughs> in a spectrum of things that has to meet this number. Yes, it felt really um, gross. So yeah, gross. but your body was doing good there. <laughs> But yeah, I weighed the right. I the scale was. You weighed great. the right amount. <laughs> Good for you. Maybe it was just all those tears that you were losing, creating your your correct. A lot of a lot of water weight last. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just I feel like also think about bounce back culture. It does feel way more toxic than it was. So Miles is what twelve. So when you know I had him, if. It was there. I'm not saying it wasn't there. And I remember because I was young and thinking about, oh, when am I going to get back to my runner body? And just really not thoroughly. I was just trying to push through and be like, yeah, I want to get back to that runner's body, even though I could not run and did not run. That's what I wanted. And, but I don't remember a constant, the constant messages being there. But I also, Facebook was still not what it is that you still had to go through university. And so there weren't the same social platforms right, it wasn't that there are now. And I feel face. like that has made it so much more toxic is how much video and little infograms and things like that about how to get there that was not there even yeah. 12 years ago. And it's really made a huge shift that social media has really made it so much worse than and it was already there. That was very much yeah. a viewpoint well, about it. So. Something even new I've noticed through like Instagram and watching other new moms, it's like almost bounce back culture, not even of their body, but of like work culture where it's, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. great. I'm going to start working like two weeks after my baby is born because they're entrepreneurs. And obviously we, as an entrepreneur, I totally get it. It When I was pregnant, I thought, oh, six weeks is all I'm going to need. And then I'll be able to work full time again. And that was so far from the truth. And I remember Beth even laughing at me when I told her that. But yeah, I mean, I, and I see that too, where it's like the moms, you can see them kind of pushing themselves into this pre-baby role. And it's like, if it works for them, great. I'm not here to tell tell you that you shouldn't tell be doing them, that. Right. But it just still is, it can be like hard to take in sometimes. For me, it feels a little triggering because I'm like, gosh, yeah, I, I was not ready to do anything in six weeks. Like I just was a mess. So I want it to be more of an open discussion of everybody needs different time and space and your life might not look the same. Whether you have a child or not, there might be other things going on in your life that pivot you in a different direction and we just don't always get to adhere to who we once were. And that's okay. 
Yeah. And then for those that might have a harder time struggling to relate to thinking about balance, because when we think about bounce back culture, I, my brain immediately goes to postpartum. But for those that are not moms or for the men out there that were former athletes or well in shape, it's thinking also you're, you were a different person. You had places that you had to be at for workouts for a certain period of time, particularly if you were a college athlete, a lot of those of your day is set up for you, your workouts, your yeah. meals and, and things of that nature. Even high school athlete, you're, you have to be at practice for a certain amount of time and things of that nature and you're young. And so, yeah, I mean, it was different then. And you're now you're an adult and you do different things and you don't have the same amount of here's what to do when and how much and all of that to perform in this way. Now you have to figure it out on your own. So you have to think about yourself and your day in a totally different way. And I think that is really important if you yeah. need to think about bounce back in a different way. Yeah. Was it you that I was talking about where I feel like all the people who were really active in college and then it's okay, suddenly you get this day job and okay, now I'm not a professional athlete. There's right. not a lot of like gray area for like intramural type or beginner for fun sports besides just like going to a gym, which like, I don't know. I'm not yeah. A, and it's just, I don't know. It's weird how it, there's just, it's you're either, you get to a certain age and they're like, you're either professional or you just stop <laughs> doing it all together. And, and that seems to be based on the enthusiasm of a particular someone or group of people right. versus it being a part of the city mm -hmm. activities. And so oftentimes it's really just depends on the enthusiasm of somebody else <laughs> that wants to bring that directly. We do have the, it seems that Zilker Park and a lot of our park areas do create a nice hub for a lot of these intramural mural sports like soccer and flag football for adults. However, how you get into them is beyond me because I don't know. <laughs> One time, though, I have to say I was curious enough because I did see Quidditch adults playing their however you can is play that the Quidditch. Harry Potter? Yeah, but obviously your feet are on the ground. And so I was like, oh, there is so many things here for people. But I guess you just have to look into them and that's what the right. meetup groups are. So, yeah, there is not a lot of these things. You are either going to the gym, running, or doing nothing it, it seems as though there's not a lot yeah offered for I mean I have adults. it took me a while because I danced I didn't I wasn't really like a ball sports <laughs> kind of gal <laughs> and even with dance it took a while to find like a niche post college of like how do I take dance classes but not want to be doing this Dancer. seriously and that's how I found like Melody Dance mm -hmm. Fit who we get to talk to later this week but yeah, I mean, it just can be hard. It's kind of harder to find some of those things that bring you joy in movement post at an athletic level. But it's yeah. like you said, also, your life is not set up for that. If you're working a nine to five job, it's, that's a lot of your time. You so much of your time. <laughs> it is hard. And who even motivate. has nine to five jobs? I feel like it's eight to six. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of your day. Yeah. So we wanted to do a little exercise with y'all. If you have time, you can do this in the car mentally, or if you really want to dive in, you can pull out a piece of paper and a pen, but you don't have to be a parent. This is just for anyone, especially if you found yourself wishing you had the body of your youth or of, <laughs> or of a different time than now. Maybe it wasn't your youth. Maybe it was like a different time 
I don't know, some people tell me like they were most healthy at 30 or most healthy at 35 or whatever. So who knows when that time was for you. We actually adapted this from an e-course that we did like, when was that? Like five years ago? I don't know. Time is confusing for me now. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. It's unhinged. So we'll put a link in the show notes to that e-course. We can offer it to you for free today if you want to check it out. But I think these are great questions to hopefully bring some awareness to why are we still longing for the past? Yeah. Question one is, when you think of the body you want to get back to, how long ago were you in that body? Was it recent? Was it decades ago? Was it just a few years ago? So just kind of think back to where, how far back you're trying to go. Yeah. When I did this exercise, when we did this for the e-course five years ago, and I thought about this exercise for myself, I was like, I mean, at the time that was like 15 years ago. Now it's 20 years ago. (laughs) You're like, wow, I'm really like idolizing a whole other lifetime. And it's, I don't know, is that even really, how is that serving me? I don't know. So which kind of goes great with this next question, which is in the time since living in this past ideal body, think about what you have accomplished or how life has changed for you. So that can include the good, the bad, the ugly, the joyous. But when we think about that time span, whether it was six months or six years, give yourself some time to really reflect on all of the changes and all of the things that you're going through, not just your physical body. Yeah. Thinking about going through, if you went through college and beyond, what kind of jobs and experiences and travel and relationships, relationships. Have you been a caregiver? You know, just like, what are all of the things that you have done? Yeah. And how have those things contributed to just being you? Mm-hmm. And then the next question is, what was going on for you while you were in this body? Were you nice to yourself? Were you nourishing yourself, like eating well, sleeping well? Were you happy? Because many of the times we, like I mentioned before, we look back and realize that maybe it wasn't the healthy, most healthy scenario. And we were maybe not talking to ourselves or believing things about ourselves. And life was just, could have been very different for you at that time. Yeah. Mine is so different. (laughs) And I will tell you, I was not nourishing myself. I was still like, this was a time where I remember we would still drink Slim Fast shakes Mm -hmm. sometimes, or we would just have a bar as a meal with an Adderall in my 20s. It was so bad. And I'm like, that was awful. And I wasn't sleeping and I was probably over drinking because I was like 22 and just, I don't know. It was, when you look back at the actual logistics, you're like, yeah, maybe I thought I looked cute in a bathing suit, but everything else was like literally a disaster. So, so I don't know. I've never been one of those people that went very long without, no, food is definitely for me. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It wasn't like a whole day's worth of skipping. It would be like, it'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this for dinner. I'm just going to have this bar and then we're going to go start drinking at five o'clock and stay out till 4 a.m. Yeah. And that was like, wow. I, I honestly don't know how I even survived. But we do. The, yeah. The 20-year-old body is truly <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Obviously, that's not sustainable. It's not nourishing myself in any way. So it's, no, I, I would not want to go back to that. That is not something I need to do. So yeah. And then, yeah. The, so the next question is, did you actually yeah appreciate yourself in your body? No. And were you, yeah, were you being nice? 
I remember not thinking that I liked my body, obviously, because I was doing crazy things to it. But when you look back mm-hmm. on it and you re-remember, you're like, oh, it's like suddenly this romantic view of something that you actually didn't have <laughs> that same experience in the moment. But maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe you did appreciate yourself and loved yourself back then. Yeah, there are the few unicorns out there. Yeah. Who knows? And I mean, especially and can you and so if you're longing for that, both the body and the appreciation for it is getting how can you tap back into that appreciation Mm -hmm. for the body and what it can do and move from there. And I have heard that from the ath- the athlete department. Like I remember being strong and I used to be able to run X amount of miles or whatever. And yeah, those are great things. But like, yeah, how, how can you, what, what are the things you can do to spark that emotion again? It does take practice as a former runner. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, just don't go out and try walk. to run six miles because it doesn't work. No. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> going, God, walking takes forever (laughs) but now you love walking now i love to walk but i had to focus on something new and different and that took a long time yeah i had to find how to make walking more pleasurable rather than it being about distance and that euphoria that comes from running over time yeah so what does that old body represent to you what changes do you expect to happen if you were to go back into this body Mm, this is such a good one how do you think things would be different if you were to go back into that body i'm not even going to chime in here because i just want to leave this so open for you to experience this question for yourself because i think it's really important to think about And then finally, are there parts about your life during this time that maybe you wouldn't want to go back to? Because we see this body as, oh, that's where I want to be. I wish I could go back to this, but it's, oh, but all the stuff going on around that body is maybe that wasn't a great time. So Mm -hmm. just start, or maybe you just, now you're mature. I think most 40 something year olds look back at being 20 and it's like, yeah, that was fun, but I don't think I'd want to go back, (laughs) right? at least not certain parts of it. So I think it's just important to give yourself the full picture and have more awareness of this true experience in that past body. And yeah, maybe it was great. Maybe it wasn't, but it, but you're seeing how it was a different time and that's okay. Yeah. Just kind of refer back to previous episodes, especially from last week about what is future you and start being there in the present now and just know that bodies change and it's good it's not all bad (laughs) no rush thank you beth i feel bad for you because (laughs) because of the amount of in your face it is whereas i still got to have tried to do it in just like the re- the old regular times. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, <laughs> the normal people around my grandmas and things like that, or strangers at the grocery store, versus that plus all of the internet. And I'm not saying that you're subject to that influence. It's just as uh, like it's just everywhere. Well, I think part of it might be my own awareness of it. So maybe someone who didn't already have awareness of it might have like 
it might've just gone over their heads in some ways. Like maybe it wouldn't have even landed with them, but because I have this awareness, I just noticed it so clearly. So maybe it, it just landed different for me, but then also like, I don't know if I told you this when we were in Mexico, I was with Eric at the pool and I, I met this grandma um, at the pool and she was so sweet. Of course, when you're traveling with a baby, everybody wants to talk to you, especially grandmas. And she had said something that like struck with me, which was just like, back in my day, we didn't have any help. We just figured it out and made it work. And I thought, huh, that's actually like really sad to me (laughs) because everybody had probably a very different experience depending on how much family they had around and whatnot. But I do think that women of a different time were expected to do a whole lot more. I don't think that fathers were expected to do as much as they do now. So it might not have been in their face as far as like, here's what the media thinks you should be doing with your life. But I do, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously it's hard to say which one would be more challenging, but I just know that it all comes with challenges and that it doesn't matter what time we're in. There are probably challenges no matter what. And I just hope that my experience of noticing these things in the medical industry and just social media, like if I can shine a light on them and help someone say, hey, you know what? This this is not going to be my priority. I need to focus on my pelvic floor or my mental health first. If that helps anybody, then I am honored to have gone through what I've gone through for that. Okay. Well... <laughs> I don't have anything. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's just, and it's so different. I feel like I also watch so many, I follow all these like new moms on Instagram. I don't know why I do it, but I just, I can't stop. And I can see how different it is for everybody. It's just, it's all so different. So everyone's challenges vary. And I do think there are some people talking a little bit more about this and saying, yes, we're not going to make this a priority. I don't know. We still have a ways to go. I mean, a long ways to go. (laughs) Yes. Each week, we keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we're shining a light on it and sharing it with you. Beth, you said you had something for us this week. I do. My algorithms have turned. I no longer am getting products. I am now getting all those videos about how to do 30 exercises to slim your waist or to lose weight or whatever. And the most disturbing one is, I do believe I sent it to you because I just was like, why would they show this? It was of two girls who appeared to be in their 20s one was larger bodied and one was smaller bodied. And the smaller bodied person literally took the per- took her hands and jiggled the fat on this other person's belly. And then they proceeded to demonstrate the exercises. And I was like, what is happening? I think the most fascinating thing about that video was the music. <laughs> Just the way I don't know if I listened to the whole thing was just so weird. I I didn't just listen to don't listen to sound on things unless. Well, also was a little bit 
weird about that video is they're like, yes, in 30 days, if you just do these little exercises every day for 30 days and like the body, the, the, the larger bodied person, I was just thinking, huh, <laughs> this seems like a big promise <laughs> for these exercises. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was strange. And so I don't, I think that, I don't know if that was the start of it or video number two, and then having sent it, it then created a whole cascade, but it has since continued on. It's and so also now of a I different. Full, now my algorithms are full of exercises to do things to slim my waist in 20 days. Right. 20, or 30. In 20 days. Yeah. I might lose some 30, I might lose 30 pounds. <laughs> are you getting those? Uh, are you still getting those random texts? That's like a random text. That's hey, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, Hey, it's like, time has gone down. I, no longer is it 40. What was it? 49 pounds. My, mine was 40 pounds. And I was like, that's very specific. And yeah, it's ba- it's down to something that is quite not so shocking. It's, I think the last one I got was like, Either it was still a random number. It was like 23 or 26 pounds still in his mm-hmm. 28 days. But the, the text, the way it's phrased is still exactly the same. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm still getting those. I get them at least every six weeks or so. I'm just going to reply but, back. Rude. But I have oh, to say, yes, yeah, so all the Instagram videos feel very much like when you go on Pinterest and you see the, all the infographics on how to do what to do to get x y and z body in 30 days or 28 days i mean just filled with it so it's now just the video version of the things that i used to see on pinterest which is so it's that marketing is so enticing because you're like of course i want to do this in 30 days (laughs) yeah but you're like that it doesn't exist in 30 days i don't think and it goes back to once you stop doing it, then what happens? Right. On day 31. Right. Say it worked. Which five exercises is not going to... I'm going to do know, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, you get back to me. Also, you don't have 30 pounds to lose, so there's that. Well, but so anyways, say it worked. And then now what? You finish the... You're like, oh, that's the 30 days. And then it's over and then you're done and then you're like okay on to the next thing or whatever and so i don't know that's the thing is it's just like what we keep talking about which is once you end something it is it's over i sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on instagram at path underscore nutrition we'll see you next week Bye, everyone.